0: The following podcast is a Dear Media production. She's a lifestyle blogger extraordinaire. Fantastic. And he's a serial entrepreneur. A very smart cookie. And now Lauren Everts and Michael Bostic are bringing you along for the ride. Get ready for some major realness. Welcome to the Skinny Confidential, him and her. Uh Aha!
1: I think there's a lot of disrespect towards the newer platforms, but to me, I think how you stay relevant, how you stay young, like even as a human being, is you evolve and you learn. I hate that attitude of, even like as a joke, when my friends are like, "What? what is What is TikTok? Like, What, what is it, the little, like, that energy, I'm like, I'm sorry, you are gonna get wrinkles and you are gonna be in an old folks home by the time you're 50. Because that is the attitude of like, you don't wanna learn, you don't wanna stay. I'm the opposite. I like hanging out with people younger than me. I'm always like, what's the next thing? And if you are a snob about it, then that's some deep insecurity that you have.
2: Hello, good morning, good afternoon. I am coming at you live from France. And today we have an episode that I feel like a lot of you guys have been waiting for. I actually put... Tinks on my story. And you guys were DMing me. You were so excited that we had interviewed her on the Skinny Confidential, him and her podcast. I'm really excited. She's on the show today. And if you're unfamiliar with who she is, she is incredibly famous on TikTok. She has 1.2 million followers and she's considered a big sister to many of her followers. Okay. She's known for her parody starter packs, her guides for rich moms, And I feel like she just gives really great advice when it comes to heartbreak. She's relatable, authentic, funny in person, same way. I really enjoyed interviewing her. And I think that she's really evolving the space when it comes to content. You should also know that she's a 30 year old creator who was raised in London, but moved to the U S we talk about this in the podcast and it's kind of incredible because she came to the U S no big deal to attend Stanford university I mean, she also has a bowl at Chipotle. I mean, this is like something we have to shout out. It's a burrito bowl. And at LA's Air One grocery store, she has a namesake smoothie. Okay. So you can go order her smoothie. And then she also has a custom Tink's Hot Girl Sunday at the restaurant Craig's. If you're in LA, you have to try Craig's and you have to get this dessert. With that, let's welcome Christina Tink's to the Skinny Confidential, him and her show.
0: This is The Skinny Confidential, him and her.
2: We have so many questions for you. We are on. Oh, fabulous. Let's hit it.
0: We just go right in.
2: I don't even know where to start with you, but I guess the best place to start is what was your life two years ago compared to now?
1: So two years ago, I was living in New York. I was finishing grad school. I was at Parsons for a master's in fashion journalism. My whole life, I thought I wanted to be an editorial. I've been a writer since college. That's what I went to undergrad for. I was finishing grad school. I was a little bit lost. I was not making very much money as a writer. I hated New York. I really didn't like it. And And I don't like to say that because, you know, every city is someone's perfect city. But for me, I never settled there. So I was like, I need to move back to California. I have this weird inkling that I should move to LA. So I spent that summer, figuring out how I could make it work. I was writing. I was consulting. I was doing a little bit of this and that. And then almost two years ago, I packed up two suitcases and I was like, I'm moving to L.A. But I was very lost. And then I moved into a little tiny studio above a strip club on La Cienega. And the magazine that I was working for called me and they were like, did you move to L.A.? And I was like, yeah, I I did. And they were like, "Okay, well, you're fired. You can't work for us anymore. We're in New York magazine. And I was like, okay, well, okay. And then I was like working for a weed company. I was doing consulting. I was trying to write articles, but any freelance journalist knows it's very inconsistent work. And I was like making it work, making it work, figuring it out. But it was a very different life to the one I have now.
2: So what is the thing that pops the puss? Like what was the first TikTok you put up and did you know what was about to happen?
1: So no. So then I, so then I started to really build up my business in the fall of that year. And in the beginning of 2020, I I was really doing, starting to write great articles and, and consult for a lot of cool brands that I respected. And then the pandemic hit and obviously nobody wanted articles like how to match your Zodiac sign to your workout leggings. And I was like, okay, well, I, my family is 6,000 miles away. Nobody wants articles. Nobody needs help with their company right now. I, I don't know what to do. I'm talking to the walls. And I was like, I'm really enjoying TikTok. I love creating stuff. I might as well give it a go. I never thought of myself as an on-camera person. I always thought of myself, like, I'm the writer. Like, I'm the funny girl behind the scenes. And I was like, fuck it. Like, I really have nothing to lose. And I also don't care anymore. Like, if this I don't care. I have no attachment to the outcome. I feel a strong desire to create. And my normal outlet of journalism is is taken from me. So I'm gonna give it a go. And also in the back of my mind, I was like, damn, I love TikTok. I'm seeing so many like cool dancing videos. And there was definitely comedy on there. But I was like, there's a whole space of content. There's a whole like white space of content that I would like to see. And I always tell people when they're like, What's your tips for getting started? Create the content you wanna see. And I was like, I love celebrity gossip. I love fire product recommendations. I like takedowns of coastal cities. Very specific, I know. And I like like funny, like character, rich mom, like, you know, just jokey stuff like that. I was like, screw it. The second I made my first TikTok, I was like, I have found my life's purpose. I'm a creator. I didn't see it. like I I mean, it was all in a way leading to that, but I I didn't see it. And then all of a sudden it was like the veil was lifted and I was like, this is my life's work.
0: Do you feel it's like, I mean, as a writer, you're a creator. Do you feel like- People like I, I feel like a lot of people they just don't they look at these new outlets and they're still like a more traditional outlet. Yeah. Like, like if you're in television or you're in radio or yeah. you're in you're a journalist like there's almost like a disrespect or a disdain mm. for these platforms right so it's like you can't those are not serious yeah. platforms for serious creators or journalists or whatever do you, do you feel like that's true or for sure
1: I think there's a lot of disrespect towards the newer platforms but to me I think how you stay relevant how you stay young like even as a human being is you evolve and you learn. I hate that attitude of, even like as a joke, when my friends are like, "What? what is, what is TikTok? Like, what? what is it? The little like, that energy, I'm like, I'm sorry, you are going to get wrinkles and you are going to be in an old folks home by the time you're 50. Because that is the attitude of like, you don't want to learn. You don't want to say. I'm the opposite. I like hanging out with people younger than me. I'm always like, what's the next thing? And if you are a snob about it, then that's some deep insecurity that you have. Those are the that same people have. that
0: were mad that like Elvis was shaking his hips, what, right? But they're, just, but they're just in a modern yeah. age. It's, yeah. it's
1: so
2: condescending and it's such bitter energy. And Robert Greene just came on this podcast. He wrote Forty Eight Laws of Power, and one of the ways that you can be powerless is by making fun of what's new and the next yes. ge- and the generation under you, and and being bitter about the generation under you. Yeah, you're so right. You have to evolve. No, but
0: you know what it is. I have a friend, and he. Has wanted to go into film and entertainment for the longest time, super, super talented. And he was early enough on, like when YouTube was just starting to pop, we were always like, hey, like go on YouTube, put your stuff on YouTube. But he had such a disrespect for that platform because it wasn't like the film industry or it yeah. wasn't like the way you do the festivals or whatever. And he never did. It. And like what's happened over time is he's just kind of doing the same thing and it hasn't yeah. really popped because he's got such a disrespect for this platform. Meanwhile, you get all the people that started putting that stuff on YouTube and they're just fucking superstars now. And they're into all these movies and writing all this Completely. stuff. And I just think it's such an outdated way of thinking, like having, like it's, it, it's just history repeating. Same with podcasts, right? Like for a lot sure. of the radio People are like, what the hell is a podcast? I'm like, it's the same fucking thing. It's it's spoken audio. It's just much easier to access. It's evolved. It's the new
1: new iteration. And if you don't push yourself and if you don't stay engaged and interested, then you're going to have a very boring, sedentary life, I think.
2: I don't even know where to start on TikTok. And I'll tell you why. I love it. I think it's amazing. I think what you've done is amazing. But it's so hard because I feel like I have... 12 years of blogging and podcasting and all this stuff and it's like how do you whittle that down to yeah. what like how do I even know what to post? Do I post my morning routine? Do I post a vlog? Do I post stuff about skin? Do I post our podcast in here? Like it's 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 very overwhelming. Yeah. So I would love to know any tips that you have for people that feel like I feel.
1: So I, so three tips that I give people, the first one I already said, create the content that you want to see. Like you're on TikTok, you're, you're a consumer. What would make you stop and say, Oh, this is interesting. Let me do that. Number two, this is, it's, it's hard, but I say set a time limit like three weeks a month and promise yourself you're going to post every day. Every single day, come rain or shine and have enough content in the bank to do it. And even if it's like not the best content every day, you have to try it because you learn so much. Like you learn what hits. If you post every day for a month, you will learn what hits. You have to be consistent. You have to be consistent. And I. so
2: basically you're giving me advice that I give to podcasters, but with TikTok, totally. it's the exact same thing. Let's and be consistent.
1: Yeah. And I mean, I've, I've followed you for a long time and I was, I was going to say, actually, it's very Lauren-esque advice because it's like, it's not the easiest. It's not, people are like, oh my God, a month. And it's like, that's kind of what you have to do. Not only because you'll learn a ton about what hits it like for the people, but also one will take and it will just get you going. You just have to be consistent.
2: I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do your advice. I'm gonna post every single day. You guys have to hold me to it. Everyone else should do it too. I think that's incredible advice. Yeah. What do you think it is? And I'm sure you get asked this all the time, but I can't not ask you this, about you that people are very drawn to. I'll
1: say what I think after you say your piece. Thank you. Firstly, I I think uh, maybe they feel like, I'm this girl and I live in L.A. and I have access. And And by the way, I'm from London. I grew up in London, England. I went to Stanford. I lived in San Francisco for four years. I lived in New York for two years. Wait, wait, wait. You went to Stanford? I went to Stanford undergrad. The college? The college. Stop.
0: hmm mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
1: That is so fucking hard to get into. Thank you. Thank you. So I went for creative writing. Yeah. Michael
0: went to Stanford too. Stanford of the desert, uh, the University of Arizona. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so so same same,
1: thing. Go ahead. So like I have all this life experience and now I live in LA and I have access and proximity to certain things, but I still feel like a a normal friend. Like I'm going to tell the truth. I'm going to be like, guys, I was at this party and like the food was amazing and no one was dancing or like whatever, or... That's kind of one thing. I am very honest. I think that that helps as well. I I think maybe because I feel, I think that you can tell, I think people, especially through the pandemic, can tell when people are making content like to get famous or they're making content because they love it or they're doing stuff because they genuinely love it. And I genuinely have never felt such purpose in my life. I tell my followers that all the time. Like I never I've I had great jobs, I had great friends, I had a good life before, but I I've never felt such purpose as when I'm telling like my girls a dating rule or like a dating hack or like when I'm giving an amazing recommendation. Like I have never felt it. It feels like woo woo spiritual, like this is what I was put on earth to do. And I'm sure that that comes through in a way. No, so No,
0: what it is is like you have like you know you could tell these people that jump into let's call it like the influencer criticism and you can tell they're doing it because they want to be an influencer as a business, right? They're trying to get famous, they're trying to get collabs, they're trying to make money, right? And it's it's people can sense that inauthentic nature, right? They're like, I, I, you could see when someone's just doing it just to try to be like what yeah. other creators are. So I think with, you asked me earlier when we were talking about like how we have the stamina to do so many of these things, it doesn't feel like work. Like yeah. I like doing this. Totally. We, I would sit here if the mics weren't on and ask you all these questions right. and do all, like, I think if you're doing it for the reasons and you're scripting it out and you're like, I'm going to make money and I'm going to become famous. It's not going to work long term. Yeah. I think that's what people resonate, why they resonate with you. One, you're authentic. Two, you tell the truth. And three, there's there's this, people can sense that you're not doing it to monetize off of them. Yeah. You're doing, you would do it regardless of the, the stuff that's happening for your career.
2: You know what's been saving my ass?
0: What, 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 what? Please Yes. Well, I can tell you what's been saving my ass. <laughs> what? No days wasted. DHM detox. I use this stuff religiously now.
2: Here's what I do. Okay. No days wasted. Basically, DHM detox is the vitamin for when you drink. I cannot drink without this. This is a herbal supplement that's packed with antioxidants, anti-inflammatory ingredients, which I love. I love anything anti-inflammatory and it's plant-based. So if you're gonna have a couple of drinks, I would definitely try out this herbal supplement. It is life-changing. I do not wake up with brain fog anymore. How I like to use it, and you can sort of do you, but how I like to use it is I take two capsules after my first drink and it goes to work. So the other night we went out hanging out at the bar with Weston and Michael, my favorite bartender, and I was having a margarita. I had one margarita. I grabbed my tiny little cute no days wasted packet out of my purse, took two with water, and then the next morning was like not what it would have been had I not taken it. So, if you're gonna be drinking this summer, bachelor hut parties, wedding season, whatever, you're busy, you're traveling, you're on the go, you're having a couple drinks, definitely have this in your handbag. It's mini, it fits in there, it's perfect. DHM detox uses research science to help boost your body's natural response to alcohol and it helps break down those toxins. I went online too, and everyone is raving about this. People are obsessed. I've seen it everywhere. And if you guys don't like it, it's a completely risk-free purchase. So they will fund you on your first box. But I do have to say a bunch of you have DM'd me about how much you love it. Honestly, if you're like me and you like to have a couple of drinks, I can't drink without it. Time is our greatest asset. Always I say this. So why waste days feeling awful after a few drinks? You deserve to have your cake and eat it too, or your margarita. We got you 20% off your order and free shipping in the US. You're going to head over to nodayswasted.co slash skinny and use promo code skinny at checkout. That's nodayswasted.co slash skinny for 20% off your order. Cheers.
1: Yeah, I would. I mean, my manager's going to kill me for saying this, but I I have to say that in my 20s, like I always worked in creative industries and all my peers from Stanford worked in like incredible jobs and they were making a lot of money like right out of college. And I was always like, shit, like, is this going to work out for me? Like, I don't know. And through this process, like now for the first year, I just got asked this and didn't ask me anything. They were like, when did you feel financially stable? And I said, 2021 is the first year of my life that I felt like, wow, I'm okay. And I actually feel now that money is less important to me like because I'm so obsessed with what I'm doing and like getting a note from a girl or like when someone will come up to me and be like, you gave me the confidence, to like leave a shitty relationship, that makes me high. Like that is, I'm like, this is what it's all about. Of course, money is still important to me. I love money, but like, it's just less like a priority for me than I thought it was. And that's a really interesting learning from this past year.
2: I feel the same way. And let me tell you something, I've had a lot of conversations with influencers and I can tell you, ninety five percent of them, the first question is, "How do I monetize?" Yeah, and it's the wrong fucking question. You got, that is not the right question. Well, listen, it's
0: okay to want to make a living. Like this is obviously like a venture here that we monetize off of, and like, sure. obviously it's a business. But I think if that's the first question and that's the main priority, yeah, then you're, you're going to struggle, right? Yeah.
2: Also, how do these people not? Un- this is another thing that like drives me mad: is how do people not understand that the audience is. So intelligent. if some they see things that I don't see
1: completely. they
2: f- feel the energy
1: completely. they do. They're so smart. I mean, I think, especially through like quarantine and everything, people are are so wise to what they the content they consume and like the intent and what's going on. And they care less about like it the pandemic came in a really interesting time because I think it also came at a time where the last ten years, say, the era of influencers and bloggers is like, people demanded and expected perfection from them. We saw that on the Instagram feed. We saw that on like Photoshopping or not Photoshopping, like that whole era. And I think right when the pandemic hit, people were starting to to want something different. And then the quarantine just lit the match and people were like, I actually don't care if you have cellulite. Like I actually don't care to see the picture of like this perfect thing. Like now I just, I want, I see through it and I want reality in a new, in a new
0: way. Well, you know, you touched on something earlier saying you don't care. And I think like, tell me if I'm wrong about this. Like I actually feel the same way. I don't like Lauren and I are going to do the show we want to do and have the conversations we want to have and ask the questions we want to ask, regardless of what's, popular in culture or politically correct like you know what I mean and I think yeah. when you, I think that's also probably a reason you resonate with people is like people know you're going to do you and you see all these people especially this last year where like the wind starts to blow one way and like oh shit I gotta change my whole brand my whole content I gotta post yeah. this thing that everyone else is posting and like people can see through that horseshit. it's so inauthentic it's such yeah. bullshit I think that that is it's, it's such a vulnerability for creators when it's like you're not really being yourself when you say yeah. you don't care that's actually a superpower because it it brings yeah. more people to you
1: yeah yeah I agree people want to
2: know this is a question that was written and I did not write this about okay. myself okay if you were gonna make me into a rich mom what does that look like
1: I think you are rich San Diego mom oh, really Well, I don't know. You're still getting your feet on the ground in Austin. You want to be Rich Austin, mom? I think I want to be Rich Austin,
0: You can't be Rich Austin, mom. I don't know.
1: Like, what does Rich Mom mean? I've seen your Rich
2: Mom stuff, but like, what does that mean?
1: So I like, another thing about me is I've always been creating content and like doing this for my private Instagram, but I just, now more people see it. So like, I don't know, my brain is really weird and I've just always been obsessed with rich mom culture because they're they're amazing. They get what they want. They are superhuman. They look amazing doing it. Like they're always know the best stuff. And I would do these little characters on my Instagram. Like I would take a picture of my, of my outfit when I was like working in a corporate job and I'd be like, rich mom, San Francisco, like blah, blah, blah. And just like create these characters. Cause when I wake up in the morning, I free write. And usually what comes out is like a little character window into my interesting brain. And then I just- I, when I had started TikTok for like, I was probably six months into it. I was like, everything that I like that I've made for TikTok, people have liked too. So maybe people would be interested in my rich mom starter packs. And then I just started doing them. And so I, what I do is I research a city and sometimes I know them like, because I lived in Tribeca for two years, I could do it without
0: help. The Aspen one was spot on. The
1: Aspen one was one of my favorites. And then I research them and then I do like a little starter pack and it's just a little fun character thing that I do. And rich mom culture is incredible. We can learn a lot from them sometimes I do rich mom rating of things. Like this water, for example, has a very high rich mom rating. Because it's a glass bottle. You gave me two options without even asking. That's incredibly rich mom vibes. So yeah, it's just a weird char- like set of characters that Why live in Why can't my head. we do rich daddy? I think most other
0: podcast networks offer like Dasani or something. Exactly. I don't, I yeah. can't
1: drink. I would rather, drink I would Coke. rather drink toilet water than yeah. drink Dasani. I'm sorry. I was just like, yeah. I'm not a snob, but that's just one of my things. Dasani, I, I don't even know how to pronounce it. I just, I can't, <laughs> It's. I can't do it. It really freaks me out. Um,
2: okay. So a lot of people want to know about... Your boyfriend situation. Mm. I feel like you've been so (laughs) ex-boyfriend. You've been so open about that process. And to me, if I was struggling with a boyfriend, I feel like you're one of the first people I would watch their Instagram story.
1: It sucked. I'm not going to lie. It was it was a really brutal thing because I share everything with my followers and and it feels very natural for me to share with them. Honestly, guys, like I don't, people are like, oh, do you feel weird? And I'm like, no, I don't. I feel like they're my friends. And I tell them, obviously I keep a layer of privacy up. i not telling certain names and stuff, but I was very vocal about how blissfully happy I was. And I got the rug totally ripped out from under me really unexpectedly. And I, to be to be blunt, totally heartbroken. And How, how long were we together? a really short time, but it was like very intense. And it was like, like we said, I love you really quickly. Like I was head over heels, like so happy. And my followers were all so happy for me. And it was just like this really fun time. And then like my world shattered to be, to be frank. And I thought to myself, like, I have taken them on this journey with me I have to tell them what happened. And then I thought, like, I give so much advice to younger girls. Like, I have so many eyes on me of of younger girls. And now I'm put in this position where I have this unique opportunity to practice what I preach, to be strong, to work on myself, to deal with things in a classy and respectful way, and to be brave and this sounds so cheesy, but I was like, if this is the silver lining that I can like show these girls what I've been talking about, because I get so many DMs, like I'm heartbroken or this or that happened, then I'm okay with that. So I've been doing the best that I can.
2: So were you just bringing them on the whole entire journey of everything of how you felt after? Did you need time for
1: yourself? I, I made a TikTok the day that I found out and I, because Well, I recorded it. And then I was like, I'm not really sure if I should post this or not. But it was only about my feelings. It was only about how I felt. And it was so raw. And I've cried on TikTok before. It wouldn't be the first time. And I was like, this is like, this can help people. And it's also the blunt truth of how I'm feeling, which is completely heartbroken. So I'm going to go for it. You're going
2: to find someone though, so amazing. You're like so multifaceted. You're. I might have someone for you. Huh? You're, you're, you are you are going to find someone who's the right fit. And I think, I don't know a lot about dating because obviously I've been in this relationship for fucking 500 years, but I do know what? one thing. Are you,
0: you're, you're happy about that.
2: I'm happy about that. You do not settle. Yeah. Do not. And you never want to be with someone. <laughs> this is my hot tip. That is, you want the person to be more in love with you than you are with them. Yeah. Always. Yeah. You want them to be the pursuer. And this is my tip. People out there. She's
0: more in love with me than.
2: No, you want to. If you're in a male female relationship, my belief is that if a guy wants to text you, he He has a phone. He'll
1: text you 100 percent. One hundred percent. And like the thing about life as well as dating is sometimes you do get the rug ripped out from under you, but your character is how you pick yourself up. Your character is your resilience in the face of adversity. Your your character is, we used to have this phrase, I don't know if anyone knows it, like someone moved your cheese. It's just a phrase and it's like, someone moved your cheese, so what are you going to do now? Are you going to lay down and die? No. You have to have a good cry, work out a lot. Go to a Justin Bieber concert Go to in a Vegas. Justin Bieber concert in Vegas. And take some journey juice. Yeah. And, and know that like, you're going to look back and think this all happened for a reason. I believe that in my bones. I really do. And I also tell girls like if you're going through something difficult or whatever, imagine yourself in a year, imagine you're sitting at lunch telling a new friend about the, like what you're going through. How do you want to say to your friend that you dealt with it? Do you want to be like, yeah, like then I did this random, you know, egged his car, like spent three weeks in bed, blah, blah, blah. No, like think about how you want to tell your, how you tell your new friend, like how you dealt with the experience and then do it. And then that gives you a little bit of purpose and you get back up and then, yeah, that's my only tip for going through a really bad breakup. I think that's great out. advice. Yeah. And
2: honestly, I'm gonna say, cause I can't help it. I feel that there's a heartbreak book in your future.
0: This might not be the manliest thing to say, you know, I've always loved beer. Well, maybe that's manly to say I've always loved beer, but I, you know, when it's all heavy and it's just too much and it's, and it just makes you feel lethargic and slow, you know, I can only have like, you know, one and then I'm done, but not with Coors Pure.
2: That is because Michael, the new Coors Pure is a refreshingly simple beer with organic barley, organic hops, and water. I'm obsessed because it's 92 calories and has zero sugar. I have been really into making micheladas this summer. What I do is I get this really great, pure, spicy michelada mix. Then I get a little bit of tajin and lemon and lime and jalapenos. And I line the rim of a cup with some tajin, add lemon and lime, a bunch of ice, and then I put coarse pure in it and a little splash of michelada garnish with a jalapeno and maybe some cilantro and you are golden. I don't know
0: why you didn't make me one of those before we started doing these reads.
2: It is insane. And here's why I like it. I'm a beer fan, but I never want to drink too much because I feel like it bloats me. This one doesn't because like I said, there's 92 calories and zero sugar. You are going to be obsessed. Coors Pure is the perfect beer to celebrate the wins of everyday life. So when you want to enjoy a beer without the guilt, reach for Coors Pure. It's organic, but chill about it. You're going to go to CoorsPure.com skinny to see where you can find Coors Pure and try my michelada. You will not be sorry. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Albany, Georgia.
1: Thank you. I, I feel I the strong urge to write a few books and I, I just I love getting advice and I love giving advice. So
0: I really hope that I get to do that. I bet you you will. That's the hard thing though, is like taking the advice you would give to someone else. Totally. Yeah, it's so We all get on our high horse and we're like, hey, this is what you need to do. But when it comes to ourselves, you can't can't do
1: it. Yeah, and there was some like literally heartbreaking moments where I've just, I was like sobbing and my manager was like, what would you tell your girls? And then that obviously made me cry more. But like, I feel a strong purpose to practice what I preach and to be, to set a good example, even when I'm hurting.
2: You want someone who's obsessed with you everything you do you want someone who's so into you that they're rolling the red carpet out for you yes
1: you do yeah of course I agree you have to know your worth you have to know you have to know exactly what you want and I do and that's also like a north star for me as I
0: know what I want and I know what I deserve Yeah,
2: yeah you're a 10 you need a 10
0: I grew up with two younger sisters and I would like some people especially if you're going through a breakup or you're you know in a relationship that's not working out I always told them like if that guy is really interested and if he's the one, like he is going to chase you. 100%. Right? Like, it's not, it's not gonna be the other way around. And some people, they hate to hear that. It's like, oh, I can change him no, or no, he'll no. be different. Like every guy I know, and I can say this from the male perspective and myself included, like when they want something, they, they aggressively it. go after it.
1: Completely. And it can't be indifferent. Completely. And actions speak louder than words. Like I really believe that. Michael was like a tick. I,
0: I know your guy's story and,
2: it, and there was just kept growing in blood and blood and blood and, and then it just popped and I just had to you're embrace like, the tick right,
0: it's go. described as a tick but
2: <laughs> it's not a loving right, way right, a yeah. very yeah. cute tick okay you have so many mantras so many oh my god what's the mantra that you're giving yourself during this breakup
1: Xanax tequila repeat no I uh <laughs> I think what mantras I do think that like when one door closes, another one opens. And when the universe takes something away from you, it's because they're going to give you something better. Like something better is coming. Also thoughts become things. So like that's just for always, but you know, if you're thinking positively, that spreads positive energy. You know, my number one mantra that I always say to people is comparison is the thief of joy. And what people don't realize is that can all, that doesn't just mean, oh, don't compare yourself to your, you know, the Instagram models or whatever. It can also mean, don't compare yourself to a version of yourself that doesn't exist. So let me explain. Don't compare yourself to when you were in the relationship. Like I was way happier then or whatever. And don't compare yourself to a future tripping that never happened. Oh, we could have been this. We could have been that. That would have been so great. Stay in the present. What are you doing today? What are you grateful for today? And that really grounds me. I want to know
2: selfishly what your boundaries are with social media. So like are you watching 500 Instagram stories a day? Do you have a cutoff? Do you have a point? Like, do you have your boundaries yet? Because I knew I know it took me years to develop the boundaries I
1: have. It, it, it's definitely a work in progress. I'm not there yet. And there are definitely moments where I've, I'm like, this is out of control. Just like the level of engagement that I have with the internet is, it's not like, oh, what's your screen time? I'm like, I don't have screen time. Like, I live in the internet. Like, I wake up every morning, I wipe the drool off my face and I enter the internet. And it's a lot right now, but I'm also obsessed with my job right now. And I'm a year into what is going to be a lifelong career. So it's okay that I'm going hard right now. The boundaries are, yeah, I don't, I'm still working it out. I, I, I have a good morning routine, but I'm, I do check my phone. The first thing you strike me as
0: someone that has a lot of self awareness. Like that's a very self aware thing to say that because I, one of my questions was like this is new for you, right? Yeah. And Lauren and I were like, I guess we're like old dogs here now. We've seen we've seen different renditions of this with different people, but it's new for you, and you're obviously having a massive moment. Like that's obviously changing your life and adding different dynamics. And we were even just talking about like posting in real time and all these things. But you're very self aware. A lot, not a lot of people would say like, hey. This, this is going to be my career. And I'm just going to live in it for a while and then eventually make a plan. Like, where do you think that self-awareness comes from?
1: I, I've always been a really self-aware person just because I, I think I'm a very in my head person and that's just one of the happy side effects. But it's a I,
0: superpower though. Cause a lot, of, most people are not self-aware.
1: I really try to be self-aware and I, but it's also like, I, I always say this with my content. I I always am like, I'm happy to slip on the banana peel and then tell people about it because then it's your laugh. That's something Nora Ephron always used to say. And I think that part of it is like not a defense mechanism, but like if I say it first and no one else can, I'm like, yeah, I'm the oldest girl on TikTok or like, yeah, I look like shit today. And then it's like out there and it's done and you it's kind of a defense mechanism. So I think that's also wrapped up in the whole self-aware thing. But I think it is a superpower. I try to stay super self-aware, especially through this past year, which is insane. And I'm, I'm so grateful I'm insane shit is happening to me and I and I'm really trying to like hold on to the ground while it's all happening because that's very important to me.
0: Is there anything that's happened that you thought you would like that? You're like, uh, I don't like this part of it. Well, the
1: trolls are not great. I <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. That's, oh, that's not
0: going to get, that's going to get worse though.
1: I'm going to beat your trolls
2: up. You're so sweet and nice and cute. Anyone you. that's trolling you come, come deal with me and oh my, my DMs.
0: Oh my God.
1: And it's fine. I like. That's going
0: to just to like, just to set the table, that is going to exponentially get worse.
1: Oh my God. It's just like.
0: It'll never get better.
1: It's, yeah, it's, it's, that's the only thing where I'm like, geez, Louise, like take a day off. It's fine usually, but once in a while you're having a bad day anyway, and you're just super sensitive. Like obviously for the past three weeks, I've been a bit down in the dumps and I'm like really putting on a brave face for the followers, like working, like all day every day and then I get mean comment and I'm just like like not today Satan like just not today but you can't respond and you click on their profile and it's like a troll in their mom's basement you're like okay like I get it like I've done the whole thing like I'm, I have a system I worked it out with my therapist we work really hard at it it doesn't usually affect me but like yeah that's not great and that's the only negative thing
0: yeah you have to like kind of just apply Empathy to those people. And like in the beginning of this, let's say the beginning of this show, I used to look at the charts and I mostly looked to see what people were saying and like see the comments and the reviews and like do they like it? Do they not? I was looking for like critical feedback. And then I was like, okay, but I'll disregard the trolls. And over time, like as as anyone builds a platform. Did
2: your wife? tell you no, sure. about that but but here's the what, reason what just say what your wife told we you said not
0: to look at it but but here's the thing i you used to the, try to look, look at it yeah. because i wanted to be aware like if there was somebody giving actually good feedback totally right the problem is though as things grow and you build a platform in the public eye, and as you're gonna, as you are experiencing or are gonna continue experiencing, like you start to get people that weren't there for the original party, right? Yeah. Like they weren't there for the yeah. tink's party. They just, totally. like somehow somebody sees something, you've gone viral, they don't really know who you are. They they do now, but they're like, they don't know the story. Totally. right? And they wanna jump in and they're gonna they're gonna see something that rubs them the wrong way and they're yeah. gonna go and they're gonna share their friends. And so like it turns into this whole other thing and at some point you're like, I can't pay attention anymore, I gotta block it out because it starts to affect who you are authentically as a person. And then you start to like change your behaviors based on what some rando in a basement or in an attic is saying. You just can't do that. 100%. Yeah.
1: I, you just said so many interesting things. I think firstly, your wife is right. You can't look. And that's like a big part of it. And I was actually talking to my followers yesterday about ego. And I'm like, I used to do the same thing. I was like, well, I'm looking in the comments in case like they have a question or something. And I'm like, no, it's my ego. Like I'm going to get validated, but then I'm also like going to kind of weirdly look for that cut too. And it's like, you can't, You can't, you just can't go there. And then the second thing I was gonna say is, oh yeah, the thing about now, like if people drop in and they don't know my story, they're like, this like influencer in LA, all she does is sit around and get free stuff. And like, I'm still working on that. That still is a trigger because like, it, I don't know if it's because I'm a Virgo or what, but I'm like, if if you, if you don't find me funny, that's fine. Like, I'm, you can be the ripest, juiciest peach. There's always gonna be someone who doesn't like peaches. But if you don't like, if you misunderstand me, like, that's incredibly frustrating and triggering to me. And so I just, you just have to disconnect and be like, they're either going to get it or they're not. And like, I know who I am. I know who I create for and I have my amazing followers and that's, that's all there is to it. But that's
0: good that you have that conviction because so many people, they get, they like they blow where whatever the wind goes, right? And like all of a yeah. sudden, you see these people are like that is a confused creator. Like they don't know what they're doing. They're just trying to appease the masses totally. or the comment section, right?
2: Yeah. I think the most powerful kind of creator is the ones that make the creation look effortless. Yeah. So. you're bound to get more trolls saying you sit around and get free shit right when it looks effortless. But the effortlessness it takes to create that
1: you're completely right is
2: that's what people don't understand. The more effortless content looks, the harder it is to create.
1: You're completely right.
2: And that's what I think for me, like when you said the word triggered, like that's when I turn that trigger off for me. It's like, yeah, I'm so happy that you think that I sit around and eat bonbons all day. Yeah. Five minutes of my 24 hour day.
1: Wow. That's such a good. It's like
2: five minutes you see of my day. You don't see me at the computer at 2 a.m. or you waking up at 530 to do what you have to do. Like I'm actually fine with people who think that I sit around and get free shit all day.
1: Wow. I knew I was going to learn stuff today, but I think that is going to be my main takeaway. That is such a good reframe. It's, uh,
2: let people think that. Y- let uh, people think yeah. that. And, and then like, oh. you're so giving to your community too. Like you do giveaways for a bunch. You're not keeping all the free shit you get. Yeah. Like you give it away and you... I mean, that's all you can but do. But you have to look yeah. at it
0: in a, also in a different way. From the platform that you've built now, the reason these companies would send you something is because these are companies that employ all sorts of people and bring in and build revenue and have a customer base. And like you are an outlet for them to continue to be successful in business. Yeah. Right. Like I, there's the reason not everybody gets free shit is because not everybody's an outlet. Right. Totally. And like you have to look at it that way. As well, it's a business that this is the business you've built.
2: Who has read my book, Get the Fuck Out of the Sun? I hope a lot of you, and I'm sure you noticed that there was a huge section dedicated to humidifiers. A lot of people don't know this, but humidifiers are insane for plumping your skin, okay? I'm telling you, your skin will be dewy, plump, a humidifier is the way to go. But the problem is, is they're so fucking ugly. They're a big eyesore. They're sitting out. You want to hide them. They're not cute. They're not chic. They're not elevated, which is why I am so excited to tell you about Canopy Humidifier. This, you guys, is recommended by leading dermatologists, okay? It helps with your skin, your sleep, your overall wellness, and it's not bulky and ugly and moldy. A lot of them get moldy. This one doesn't get moldy because it actually doesn't mist. If you do have another humidifier, you'll notice that it gets moldy. And Canopy utilizes a unique technology that keeps the humidifier running until there's no water left inside the unit. So no water means no mold. And Michael and I got to interview... Um, some people on the Canopy team, you should listen to that episode if you want to know more about humidifiers. And they were explaining like how many humidifiers there are that are filled with mold. It's so gross. I also like Canopy because it's just superior. It has this built-in aroma diffuser that uses the simple healthy process of evaporation to fill your room with a scented moisture. And it's not a strong scent, okay? It's like very very bougie, very good. It's cute. It's white. I got the white one. There's other colors. It's cute. It's compact. It's white. Mine's white. They have other colors. You can go to getcanopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy humidifier purchase today with Canopy's filter subscription. Plus, you receive a free aroma kit to be used with Canopy's built-in aroma diffuser. Even better, you guys. Use code SKINNY10 at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. I'm telling you, your skin is going to thank you.
1: Completely. And I sometimes do try and explain, sometimes there's genuine questions from the followers about like, what, what does your business look like? And I try and remind them that they're not actually sending me free stuff because they think I'm a nice girl and they want to be like my pal. They're sending it because if I, because it's
0: not like Santa's list. No,
1: it's not like Santa's (laughs) list. It's like, if I, my followers, I've never lied to them and I don't push products that i don't believe in so they want me to try their product in the hope that i love it and the hope that i and after a month of using it say i would take a bullet for this water and that's part of the whole economy again it's not just because they think i'm like cool
0: you know be careful saying about this water this fucking company won't pay me a goddamn time <laughs> and i've had this water in these the studios for valley. let me tell you mountain valley i have you on every table with every how many shows 80 something shows you got here Full price. I, I they don't no know discount? No, no discount. Mountain Valley that, figured that's fine. out honest,
2: yeah. honest, honest answer. It's fine, I still get it. Oh, I'm sure you're going to give me an honest answer. Friends and family. Yeah, there's got to be some friends that this has been too much for. Yeah, and that they can, and <laughs> the ones that I've found in my life that are really stable are ones that I've had since I was 12 years old.
1: 100. percent So
2: how have you dealt with with skyrocketing so much? with friends and family because family can be tough too.
1: Yeah. It's it friend breakups are tough. Yeah. And it's it's really painful to lose friends at a time when when I feel so purpose driven and so fulfilled and so happy and like I finally found my passion. To have friends drop off because of that is like really heartbreaking. You have to think about why it why it is. And it it can be a combination of things. It can be their own insecurities feeling like, oh, I'm not where I want to be in my life or like that seems like a fun time and I wish I was doing it or whatever. Yeah, it's painful. It is. You kind of have to mourn it. And like, I really, I really take my friendship so seriously because I left England when I was 19 and I, my family literally lived so far away. I, my friends are like my family. I know a lot of people said, say that, but I was literally in a foreign country. And so Super painful. But yeah, you're completely right. The ones who are who have been there for me super are longtime friends. And they all say, this is what you were meant to be doing. I can't believe that it took you this long to do it because this is just your destiny. And like, I'm so proud of you. And I was just in New York catching up with old Stanford friends. And they were like, you literally were doing this since Stanford. You were been the same. You're just doing it on a bigger scale now. Yeah, it's painful. Friend breakups suck.
2: It does suck, but it also eliminates the toxicity that was toxic and not right.
1: Completely. And you you can't take it personally. Like, they'll try and find reasons to make it, like, not about that. And you're like, I know what this is about. Like, just call a spade a spade. Like, I know what's happening here. And let's not also just going back to what you said
2: earlier, do the condescending TikTok comments because that's not supportive. (laughs) No,
1: it's not. And yeah, it's just, I mean, people can. And yeah, I've heard people. Saying nasty things about me around town, like "Oh, she's not the girl I thought she was." Yeah, no shit. I was an unemployed writer a year ago, and now I'm a TikTok personality. So yeah, I've changed a bit, but I'm the same person, and I'm the same friend. But you're allowed to change. Yeah, I don't want to hang
2: out with someone that stays the fucking same, stagnant every single day. What's
0: that saying? People are happy for you until you surpass them, or something like that. Yeah, like something crazy like that. Like you know, it's it's interesting. Like people are happy and like you're beneath them or below them or like trying to catch up and as soon as you like pass away that that sometimes switches
2: but it goes back to what you said it's like why even put yourself below or beneath anyone to begin with like I, I try not I just try to be doing my own thing yeah over but here. not
0: everybody does that right
1: and it, it's just crazy because like I really do live by comparison as the thief of joy like and and all throughout my 20s like I was so lost and I was like all my peers were in these great relationships and like having these skyrocketing careers. And I was so happy for them. And that's one thing that I always tell my followers is like, cause they're like, oh, I'm feel like I'm the only one not married or I'm this and that. I'm like, first things first, you have to learn and teach yourself and be strict with yourself and learn it fast to feel your friend's happiness. Like it's when they win, it's a feather in your cap. Feel their wins in your bones. When they get married, feel deep joy for them. Feel like it's happening to you. Be so happy for them like that you feel joyful as well. And I do. And I think that that's been a huge secret to my general optimism and success and happiness is because I, if something good happens to my friend, I'm like, fuck yeah, like that's a win for the team. That's amazing. And if you can't do that, then you have shit that you need to work out internally.
2: I 100% agree with you. Michael says the best thing, you have to say it, because you say it more eloquently than I do, about how if you want to trade lives with someone...
0: No, I don't say that. I heard it from somebody, and I thought it was really profound. It might have been... Naval Ravikant. I know he says a lot of really smart things, but he was basically, and if it's not him, apologies, whoever it was, but he basically said, like, if you envy someone's life or you're comparing yourself to them and wishing that, like, that was your life, like, you have to be willing to trade every single thing about your life and their life. Like, you want to be, like, say I want to switch spots. Let's say I want to switch spots with you. I have to be able to trade my kid. I have to be able to trade my wife. I have to be able to trade like yeah. all the things. It's not like it's not like exactly. I can pick pieces of your life that yeah. I like or you can pick pieces of my life that you like. like. You have to be willing to completely switch spots. And I think that, like when I heard that, I'm like, okay, I don't compare myself to anyone now because because I'm like, I love my my life. I love my kid. Like there's parts that I'm like, okay, that I don't like that part. Yeah. i got to improve that or that's yeah. tough. But like, I'm not willing to change everything. Completely. And I think that you have to look at it that way because we get in this thing where we think we can cherry pick right? Yeah. You can't.
1: Yeah. I think often people think with like content creators and influencers, they're like, I want free stuff. And I'm like, that is 1% of it. Like that is, and I'm like, honestly, come to my fucking house and take it because that is 0.5% of the job.
0: I'll give you an example. Like when Lauren and I were living in San Diego, cause we brought San Diego up and we were starting Dear Media and we were doing this show. We were both run, have other jobs running other companies. And I think you can look at something like this and be like, oh, it's so it's all easy. But in the beginning, we were driving at 10 o'clock at night here three times a week from San Diego, back and forth in traffic, doing the show, running the companies, doing our other jobs, getting paid nothing. I took no salary from this business for two years. Right. Yeah. and I, and I think people look at it now and they're like, oh, but I'm like, would you be willing to like have all those miserable nights and those miserable fights with your wife because you're lit, you're it's you're deprived yeah. of energy and then you're doing the show? Yeah. And, like, like, and so I, I just think that people like we're so used to and conditioned to looking at the end product. I look at your videos and I'm like, man, that looks easy. But they don't see all the back work that goes yeah. in it and all the struggle and all the conversations with managers and all this and all that. It's a, none, Nothing's easy. Nothing that looks easy is easy is Do, my point.
1: Completely. Yeah, it circles back to what you were saying before. It's like people see five minutes or they see the end result and they don't see it like I'm 30 like I did this for a year like you didn't see when I was like living at home when I was in grad school working like 10 jobs it was far less glamorous and like it's not to say like I you know I struggled that's not the energy at all but you're right people do only see right now and they don't see everything in the lead up and you that's,
0: know, we used to read these biographies like, like, or like the way you would, con- you would see someone that was successful. You'd like read, you'd read a biography or something about their whole journey. So you get like get, you get the whole picture of like all the struggle. But I think now, especially with social media, you see the end product instantly yeah. and it's conditioned people to think like, oh, that's easy. That's viral. I can do that. Like, and you don't realize yeah. all the work and all the thought and all the stuff.
1: Jen Atkins book. I absolutely, no pun intended, blew me away. It's called blowing my way to the top. And she talks a lot about that her book is unbelievable. I've never met her, but she has an incredible work ethic. And her book talks a lot about like the seeming like instant success and how people just thought like, oh, she's like does the Kardashians hair and that's why she's famous. She she, like worked like an animal for years in L.A. and just built and built and built. And so it's a phenomenal book for anybody who's thinking about doing any sort of job actually because it's it's really just about work ethic and it's about putting in the time.
2: Let's put it out to the ether. What are you looking for in a mate? I get so so granular. Like his dick size. I'm just kidding.
0: <laughs> <We told laughs> well, you me like, like
1: details. Super size? <laughs> no, no. I like a guy who First and foremost, doesn't take himself too seriously. Can't have any. Can't have any of that. No, no, no. Self-aware, really fun. You know, I think you learn something from every relationship, and this last relationship, and he was really fun, and I actually really like that. Like, I think a lot of times people say to me, "Oh, you need to be with someone who's more chill because you're so like whatever out there." And I actually really enjoyed being with someone who was so fun. What's your
0: definition of fun though? Like
1: Like, likes to go out, likes to have a good time. Super social, has a lot of energy. I think so much of finding a partner is like finding someone who wants to spend time the same way that you do, because that's like the only limited resource we have. Right. So it's like, how do they want to spend their Sunday? Like if you guys have three hours together, like, do you want to spend it the same way? Do you have the same goals? You have to be super aligned on your vision for your life. And so I'm looking for that. And funny has to be funny, has to be. I'm literally never taking anything seriously. And so I, I, don't, I can't be with someone who's serious. That being said, crazy ambitious. Like to the point where when they say their goals, people are like, that's a little bit unhinged. Like someone who is ready to just attack this life. Ambitious
0: like in the in the pursuit or like do they already, like they have to be Both. successful? Fucking
1: everything. Check yeah, every box. Yeah, just be like, have a lot of plans for yourself. That's attractive is when someone's like, this is what I want to build. And then someone who can, someone who really respects my relationship with my followers. It's a new relationship in my life, but it is going to be one of the most important. And someone who honors that and says like, I know how much you love them and I know how much you care about them and how this is going to be, you want to grow, I want to grow up with them. And my partner has to be not only okay with that, but proud of it.
2: I think after talking to you two. I'm just going to add one thing to the list because I have to. That you need someone who's quietly confident. And Mm -hmm. what I mean by that is they're okay with you having the limelight. Mm -hmm. And that's going to be
1: really hard to find. That's tough to find, yeah. Because true confidence uh, is actually, you know, in L.A. especially, there's a lot of guys who are confident. And I'm like, bro, having a G-Wagon doesn't mean you're confident. Like, true confidence is... It's in here it's deep in your belly and you know who you are
2: yeah like they're so they're so comfortable and okay with what you do and yeah. they're willing to go back behind the scenes a little bit to let you i'm going to
0: generalize la yeah. a little bit i am a little bit worried in this city to find a guy like that right <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's I mean, not
0: all the other stuff—the ambitious, all that. I think you find that. I think the harder thing here is finding somebody secure enough to be okay with the level of confidence or the level of success that you've reached, and, and and how confident you are. Like a yeah. lot of guys get threatened by that, especially in cities like this, right? Like totally. It's all about like who's who, who's accepted. I'm mean, not. I don't want to say for everybody, but a yeah. lot. No, know, I could say that I lived here long enough.
1: It's a bubble. I mean, it's a it's a it's its own ecosystem, and. I try to leave L.A. every six weeks, even if it's just for the weekend or whatever, just to remember that it's not real life. I love L.A. I want to raise my kids here, but it's not real
0: life. I have to come out to Texas sometime. Yeah. Introduce You'd you to like some Texas. people.
1: I, I think I would.
2: Yeah. No, I have a person already mm-hmm. that we've already been talking about. Okay. So you're very much of a resource. People go to you for product recommendations. What are three products that you're obsessed with right now that everyone needs to get?
1: Your ice roller. Oh, thank you. That's nice. Because I actually, we haven't talked about de-puffing and I like, I think that's how I initially found you is because you were talking about de-puffing the face on the internet like years ago. And I- Why is
2: no one talking about de-puffing the face? I woke up like sloth from the Goonies today. It's
1: so gnarly. I just, I look at a French fry (laughs) and I, (laughs) I have fat face the next day. Like I- The puffing is just, I I seriously live and die by it. It's just, I'm very sensitive to sodium. I'm very sensitive to food, but I'm not going to give them up. And I'm, and I love to drink as well. It makes me puffy and it just drives me nuts when I wake up and I'm just look so not myself. So your ice roller is amazing. I'll tell you three things that I love about it. The roller itself is very smooth and gets very cold but doesn't burn my skin. It lays heavy in the hand, which is really nice when you're like laying in bed and it just it's not like a flimsy bit of plastic. And the thumb thing is great because you can just hold it. It's really fantastic. And I've used a lot of ice rollers. I've used every ice pack thing on Amazon. I've tried every trick and it's phenomenal. So everybody needs to get it because it's really great. I did it this morning. I don't know if you can tell, but I also ate proyo last night, so I'm you know, struggling a little bit. Well, that
2: was an ad. Thanks for that ad. Yeah,
1: no, it was, it's
2: great. It's great.
1: I I mean, I have so many products that I talk about. Do you mean like new ones that I've- Could be anything from
2: a brow gel to a butthole cleaner to Um, anything, sunglasses, earrings,
1: anything. God, I love, I just have so many products. I mean- the simple modern cup is kind of my thing. What's that? It's amazing. It's a cup and it it insulates your water and I have I it was one of my it was one of my first viral videos. Like it was crazy. Like I remember I made it like almost as a joke and I was like this cup will change your life. It's really incredible. I stupidly don't have one on me, but and I'm not paid by them. It's not endorsed. And and it went it exploded, and I and I have a cult of these girls who have the or people actually who have the cup, and I like people will wave to me across the street. I get probably fifty pictures a day of people of the simple modern cup. I will send you guys. I to see this. Please thing. don't order it. I'm gonna send them to you. Yeah, like if you search Tink's cup on Google, it will come up. And again, never been paid a dollar by them. And like there was all these tweets by all these analysts on like like content creation influence or whatever. And they were like, this influencer has three million views on this video and she's not being paid. And I also don't do affiliate links, which is just like a weird thing. And people are like, how come you're not going to pay? And I'm like, because I love a good product recommendation. And I need people to have this cup. It keeps me incredibly hydrated. I have one in my car. I have one in my house. I have one in my bedroom. Like I'm obsessed with them. It's the best cup.
2: Okay. I'm going to ask some details about this cup.
1: I knew you would. What's the difference between that and the Hydro Flask? This is heavy. It's heavy. And also the weight kind of like, I'm kind of obsessed with things that feel a little bit weightier, but not bulky, which is kind of, which is why I like your ice roller, because it feels expensively heavy, but not, Heavy, heavy, like l- elliptic, like not elliptic, but like erect, like re- erect. erect. Okay. And, and this cup, Wait, it's, what's
0: going on with your mind today? You had too much of that sex conversation, It's the
1: perfect shape. It keeps your water exactly the same temperature for 24 hours. The straw is just it feels really nice to sip through a straw. I like a straw because I always have lip gloss on. Um, It's easy to clean. You can get new straws. I, I really can't explain it. It just makes drinking water extremely fun. And I have an army of hydrated bitches out there now. So that is like tried and true. I love them. I'm not paid. I've never had a scent from them. I think it's an amazing product that everybody needs.
2: Okay. So you need to do a collab with them though. And we need to take the black lid off. And I need to do like a pastel pastel. lilac. Yeah. Because... I love it, but the black is throwing me off a little yeah, bit. Yeah, you can
1: get different lids. You can, <laughs> oh, you can and you can you can custom the shit out of them. Oh, you can get different lids. Oh yeah, yeah. They, okay, they have everything. It's the
2: simple, modern, classic insulated tumbler. Yeah, on Amazon,
1: twenty eight ounce with straw Go and flip lid stainless the brand, steel. You guys, and They're so sweet. They send me free cups and stuff, but they you need a like, collab I love with them. them. I'm obsessed with them.
0: The marketer over there is asleep at the switch. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then what, um, what else am I loving? I, I will say I've been using Dr. Laura Devkin's her eyelash serum for about four to five months. And I've seen a marked difference in my eyelashes. It's great. Your skin's super glowy too. What are you using on your skincare, skin? I mean, we, we have to do a whole nother, like this is a different conversation. I love skincare more than anything. We share a really good friend, Sonia Dakar. She's the best. She's, she's amazing. She's amazing. She's, she's like half therapy. has been on the show.
0: She's a character. She's
1: a character. She's yeah. incredible. Her very whole nice brand woman. is incredible. Great, great family. So sweet. I love her, her blue products. butterfly. It's unbelievable. Yeah, the blue butterfly. Unbelievable. She's great. I. I mean, I love Botox. I'm very open about that. I. I fucking love it. I don't I love it too. I get it as much as possible. I see Dr. Laura Devgan in New York City. Every time I go to New York, I go to her office and she's like, You were here a month ago. I'm like, just see. I'm Dr. Like, Laura's good though, because she's natural. She's not She's heavy. so natural. Yeah. yeah. But I will. I make her heavy. I'm like, put more in my face. I'm like, if I can move my eyebrows, we're not doing it right. And I'm I'm okay with that. I like I don't wanna lie. I don't care. I think that's amazing. I just had Arielle
2: Laurie on the show the other Mm -hmm. day, and she's the same way. She's so open about all the plastic surgery that she's had done. She's talked about her brow lift, her lip lift, fat transfer, and it's so refreshing. And I called her out on it because there's so many celebrities that are saying that they use a product to get the result that they have. It's like
0: splash a little water on the face in the morning. My thing is
2: like, okay, so you don't want to tell everyone that you got something done. So then just say, "Listen, I've had a lot of work and treatments, but I don't want to talk about it cuz I don't Completely. want to influence people to do something."
1: Completely and and especially now I'm like I think one of the beauties of coming into this at a little bit later in my life, like I am more comfortable with myself now. I can't say that I would have been as honest or as like Like, I don't care if I was 25 when I still had loads of insecurities, not to say that I don't have insecurities now, but now I just kind of see things way more clearly where I'm like, I actually think that this is my body is like the least interesting thing about me. So I don't really care that much, which is why I'm like, A, I don't care. And B, if I do something, I'll tell people because I'm like, it just doesn't matter to me. And... Yeah, I'm super open about it. I love Botox. And I did like skincare. I like expensive skincare. I actually just said that on my TikTok live. I was like, I think I'm going to stop apologizing for liking expensive skincare because I'm 30 and I can spend my money how I want. And I choose to spend a lot of that money on skincare. I did my entire skincare routine for, New York magazines, The Cut. And all the comments were like, this is expensive. And I'm like, well, would you have preferred that I lie and say, yeah, it's splash a little Cetaphil on there and drink a lot of water. And, and Cetaphil's paying you. Yeah. like right? Exactly. It, it, I'm like, behind the scenes. I'm like, no, no skincare. None of the Dr. Laura Devkin does not pay me. Sonia Dakar doesn't pay me. I think their products are phenomenal. I use them. And that's how my skin looks this way. I
2: think that the energy for 2021 and moving forward is stop apologizing. Yeah. Like,
0: it's not stop apologizing. It's stop worrying that everybody likes you.
2: I don't want everyone to like Like, me.
0: I've gone through my whole life knowing goddamn well that half of the people I encounter probably don't like me when they first meet me. Like, yeah. it's fine. Like, I can't... Like, you can't win everybody over. I got, like, eight good friends that I'm, like... That yeah. I love and would die for. I got my wife. I got my kid. I love the audience we speak to. Like, I hope we're giving them value. But I'm not worried about some somebody. Like, I'm not going to change everything about my life to appease some stranger that's never going to care about me anyway.
1: Totally. I, like, I... Love the Kardashians. I always have. I love and I, them too. I love them. And like people have a big problem with that on TikTok. And finally I was like, like when I fir- when I got my first Kardashian like PR box, I got Kim Kim's fragrance, the chocolate box where you smash and you get the perfume. And I was so like excited. And I, ma- I made this video and, and everyone was like so dumb. You're so excited. Like can't believe you like them, all this stuff. And I made a video back saying like, would you make fun of someone if, it, like, would you make fun of a guy if he got a delivery from Tom Brady and it was, like, a jersey? Would you would you make fun of him for that? And secondly, then I was just like, you know, as I started to make more videos of of different PR boxes and, like, products that they would use, they were like, I can't believe you still like them. You like all of them. And I'm like, yeah, I like the whole damn team. And, <laughs> and eventually, I, I just stopped apologizing. Eventually, I was like, yes, I was thrilled to get a chocolate box from Kim Kardashian. And yes, I like... Kendall, Kylie and Chris and Chloe. Like I I love them all. I love Courtney too. Like I, you just you're right. Differing you're just,
0: opinions yeah. used to be celebrated. But what's happened now is like people have their own ideologies, their own ideas, and they are offended if yours are counter to theirs. And they can't like and people, some people, not everybody, some people can't wrap their head around how you would have a counter idea to theirs. It's offensive. Like, I, yeah. and I don't that's the whole that's the whole reason you're a human being is to hear different perspectives. Totally. And different ideas. Like, what if we all just went through? We all agree. Yeah, we, it's it's boring
1: completely. And I think I really also am trying to st- take a stand on like you don't have to agree with everything that a content creator or an influencer that you follow says. Like, I have a great example. Yesterday in my Ask Me Anything, I do Ask Me Anythings on Mondays and Thursdays every week, very intense ones. Someone was like, Is Lululemon chugi?" And I said, Yes, because it is. The meltdown that was happening in my DMs, and they were like, What should I do? Should I burn my Lulus? Blah, blah, blah. I can't believe you said this. I'm following you. I'm like, Guys, as much as it pains me to say this, I'm not God. And you can like my comedy and you can disagree with my Lululemon stance. You can like my product recommendations and not like my vlogs. You can pick and choose and that's the beauty of it. Just because I said one thing that you don't agree with, it doesn't mean that we're not cool. You know what I mean? Like it's- it's nuts. Well, here's another I would rather idea. slip my throat than have every single
2: one of my friends agree with everything I totally. say. That sounds
1: like the most boring goddamn existence yeah, of life. Yeah, totally. And I think sometimes I just say things to like, sometimes I do have unpopular opinions and I'm like, oh, like I hate sandwiches and I hate brunch that also like people really up in arms about that because it's my opinion. It doesn't mean you can't like my content. doesn't mean we can't be friends. I just, I'm not going to eat a fucking sandwich. I try to challenge that's myself fine.
0: all the time to say, like, even if I don't like somebody personally, that doesn't mean that they're always wrong, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like, I try to be, I try to I be objective that. about, like, okay, this person may rub me the complete wrong way. I may not like anything about them, but yeah. that doesn't mean everything they say is wrong, and they could have a valid point. It doesn't mean just because you don't like someone, they're always wrong. And totally. That's, that's kind of how we're living now, right? Like, yeah. I don't like this side, or I don't like that side, and because I don't like them, they're wrong. It's like, no, they might have good ideas. You don't have to like them. They should be a fucking prick or an asshole but their ideas could still be valid.
1: Wow, that is the second really important thing that I'm going to take away. I knew I was going to learn a lesson from both of you today and now I have them. That's so interesting. Well,
2: we learned so many lessons in this podcast. I'm actually going to have you back on to talk about your skincare because I feel like that is a full podcast. We've got to do a full no, on I, everything. I 100%. On skin and
1: body and like eating and everything okay. and fitness. And then like, yeah. maybe
2: kick him off because like- We uh, can do it.
0: I would yeah. love that. That's yeah. 100%. <laughs> okay. Kick about, him out of the room. I don't I wanted, wanted, I want to be a leech, you know? Uh, no, I want a tick. A tick, a tick. tick. Oh, tick, tick, tick.
2: I, <laughs> I want to know more about like the beauty stuff and and the skin stuff. I guess my last question for you would be a book, a podcast, a resource that you would leave our audience with that you think has brought you a lot of value. And for you, your journey is so unique, but I think it's very aspirational. So if there's something that helped you along that, that would be amazing.
1: I will, I will actually go back to Jen Atkins' book, Blowing My Way to the Top. I read that at a really um, pivotal stage in my career and it was so humble and specific and resourceful and there were so many good little tips and tricks in there. And she is an incredibly successful person and she also seems to have a great life and balance and I learned a ton from her book. So I would really recommend that to, um, to anybody. You are such...
2: A great person to be in the position that you're in. And I personally am excited to watch you as a creator. I have so much respect for what you've built. Thank you. Thank you for coming on. Everyone probably already follows you, but where can they find you? Pimp yourself out. Tell us what you're working
1: on. Like anything we can do to support what you're doing. Thank you so much. I am at tanks, T-I-N-X on TikTok and at it's me tanks on Instagram. Please follow along. I'm there. Twenty-four hours a day. You Kate, think I'm kidding? Well, you need to do a Rich Austin mom post. I, you have to. You have to be my. Um, I have I I don't have to be the person out, to come do some research. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I want to come. I, I've been to Austin once and I loved it. I love Texas. I, I really. It's cool out there. It's so cool. I've been to Dallas. I love it. I have a lot of good friends from Texas. I think it's a great, a great state and just so cool. And the I,
2: energy's good. It's really good energy. Yeah, yeah. it's great. Good time. We'll Hold on, yeah. you forgot to pimp one thing out
1: her Craig's ice cream sundae. <gasps> so that's why I'm going to Vegas today is because Craig's vegan just opened in you told um, us that. it just opened in Vegas and I have the Hot Girl Sunday. It's perfect for sharing with your girlfriends when you're on a girls trip or your party friends. It's just, honestly, it's perfect and it makes a really, really cute Instagram. How
0: great is Craig too? Like, he's like everything you want in a person in that position. he is so kind. And I'm so so grateful. Like,
1: Like, I remember the first time that I went, I was like, I love this restaurant. It has the best vibe. Like, everybody seems kind of like family here. He's walking around. And when I think, like, I have my own dessert there. That's wild. It's just, I'm so grateful, you guys, for everything. It's, we gotta try it's that dessert unbelievable. No, well, I was just going to ask you which hotel it's in. It's in um, Resorts World. Okay, maybe yeah. we'll try to it's go the over there. It's the new hotel,
2: yes. If not, though, we're going to go to But Christ. you can get it in LA. Farah snapped it. Did you see my She's girlfriend? She's the best. She snapped oh my God. your Sunday like everywhere. She's
1: the cutest person. Yeah. She is cute. I love her.
2: Thank you for coming on. Thanks Come back. for having me. That was amazing. Wait, don't go. Do you want to win? a bunch of skinny, confidential swag. Think a pop socket, the new stickers to decorate your phone, a bookmark. All you have to do is tell us your favorite part of this podcast with Tinks on my latest Instagram at Lauren Bostick, And someone from the team will slide in to your DMs and send you some goodies. And with that, we will see you next time. Make sure you rate it and review the podcast on iTunes. And with that, we'll see you next time.